Welcome to another edition of the Music Academy Success Podcast. Music Academy Success is the largest and number one program for music school owners. Since 2008, master business coach Marty Fort has worked with school owners and teachers in 44 states and on six continents. On the Music Academy Success Podcast, you'll hear interviews with music lesson industry leaders so you can learn how to better your business by getting more students, keeping students longer, and building the music school and lifestyle of your dreams. And now, here's your host for the podcast, CEO of Music Academy Success, Mr. Marty Fort. Welcome to the Music Academy Success System podcast. This is Marty Fort here, your host. I am the founder and head coach of the Music Academy Success program, which we call MASS. MASS is 2008 is the world's largest and leading program. We work with hundreds of musical owners all around the world on six continents. We work with musical teachers that are teaching in their homes. We work with musical teachers that teach in their students' homes. We work with small schools, 50 to 100 students, mid-sized schools with 500 students, even work with large schools that have 4,000 students. I myself have 1,600. I currently own and operate three locations. I have a commercial real estate for each. They are the largest schools in South Carolina. And what I do is I help musical owners like you listening today to grow their business, grow their enrollment, fix their student retention, and a variety of things with our coaching and our live events, which we've done now for almost 15 years. We enjoy doing this podcast. We bring you guest experts in the music education field some that are mass members, some that are just different authors, leading experts, and we've got a lot of great episodes planned. So keep checking out the Music Academy Success Podcast on iTunes and other outlets. Today's guest um, is a good friend of mine and mass client, and I got to spend some time with her. She's one of our School of the Year winners, and it's Miss Valencia Giles um, for the Atlanta, Georgia area. And um, I got to go see her and her husband, Ozzy, and daughter, Cynthia, um, by visiting their school as part of her prize. So um, welcome to the podcast, Valencia. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. It's been snowing up here, so I've made a couple of snowmen, <laughs> but I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. And, you know, my daughter Katie um, is seeing the snow on TV. As you know, in South Carolina, we don't get a lot of snow. Uh-huh. Um, so she was just so upset she didn't get to see it. But hopefully her time will come every, <laughs> every, every couple of years. Um, but what we're going to do today is just learn about your story, learn about all the great work you've been doing. Um, you know, I am very familiar with your family and you and your story. But for those that have never um, encountered you before, Valencia, let's take them back in time. Um, if you wouldn't mind just going through kind of your story uh, as a musician, how you learned how to play music, um, what music and instrument you play, um, and then the formation of the early years of your school. So let's go back in time and, and catch everybody up with Valencia Giles. Sure. Um, well, to start off, um, I uh, really started playing piano like around seven years old. Uh, I lived in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and my parents really couldn't afford to buy me a piano, but they somehow scrapped the money together and made it happen. And then from there, I fell in love with music right away, um, ended up going to middle school and, and learning how to play flute. And from there, I went to college and majored in um, music, had a double major in flute and piano, graduated with honors, actually got out of school and took a detour because I realized that uh, I thought that music wasn't for me. So I went into the computer business. And then from there, I uh, left that world and got married and met Ozzy and we had a family. And at one point I was working on a little music school, uh, teaching music lessons. I thought uh, that that was the route that I should go. I finally kind of came back from where I started and uh, started teaching music lessons in my home. So we started with about one or two students and uh, grew to 30 or 40 students. And that's really how we got started. 
I think uh, many years went by. Um, I raised my kids like I was a stay-at-home mom, and I really did the music in my home as a way of supplementing my income. And then my mother had a stroke. And with that, uh, we moved her into my home. But it really wasn't conducive to make keep her there. So that's when Ozzy said, you need to go ahead and start a school outside of the house. And we opened up what we call VC Giles Music Studio. We had about two teachers and uh, that was me and another instructor and about 25 students. And it was a logistical move, Marty. It wasn't really, I, I was thinking nothing about opening a business. So I did that uh, with the purpose of helping people in night in 2009. And then we went into the recession in 2009 and people were losing their jobs. And then I brought on some new teachers um, and began to fall in love with the idea of helping people and supporting families. And from there we grew today to um, we have over 50 teachers and right now we're almost at a thousand students. We have two locations and that's really thanks to Mass. And at one location, we our newest location, we have 378 students. And at the older location, we have 592. Uh, today we are called Lawrenceville Swanee School of Music. And you were the one that kind of encouraged me to change my name so that I can be a more part of the community. And that's, the short version of a long story. <laughs> and, and, you know, what's also really cool. And so when I came to your school, I spent the day with you and your family and your team. We had an award ceremony. Um, you made the paper. So congratulations on that. Um, it's great to get, you know, local media coverage, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. And at the presentation, you showed, um, you know, a documentary that you guys put together, which is fabulous. Um, it's, you know, about 10 or 15 minutes kind of goes through your story and all that kind of stuff about your mission and very well done Valencia. One of the best videos Thanks. I've seen. Uh, you're welcome. It's called beyond the music. So for those that haven't seen that yet, um, can you tell them about that and maybe how they can watch it? Sure. Um, you just want to, uh, look up, uh, beyond the music, Valencia Giles, beyond the music. And then, uh, we're on Facebook. And we're also on YouTube. And that's how you can find us on Facebook or YouTube. Well, let's talk about the, the actual film. I mean, what is it, you know, kind of take us through the film, the making of it, um, you know, love to learn more. Good. Well, Cynthia is my daughter and she's an editor and writer and she really helps with the marketing part of the school. And one of the things we were trying to do is tell the story. I told you a short story, but the real story within that that um, documentary um, is more detailed. So when you go and you take a look at it, you're going to get a uh, a little bit more information, but really it was designed to help draw the community and our own students and also the parents here at our school and just help them understand who we were as a school, how we got started. Our mission statement is like this, Marnie. It's like love is our model and great musicianship is our goal. And we want to inspire and motivate kids and build confidence in kids so that they can perform at their highest level, whatever level that is. And that's also because we teach special needs kids too. Now, the reason 
building confidence is important to me is because as a kid, I grew up with a lack of confidence. And so that impacted me so greatly because you heard me say I left the music world and went into the computer world. And that had everything to do with me not even feeling like I was a good teacher or a great teacher or that I belonged in this industry. And so the documentary is communicating to my students and to parents that, you know what, what we're trying to do is more than music lessons here at Lawrenceville Swanee School of Music. What we're trying to give is life lessons. And that's why we do so many different things. Like we make sure that we take care of our students and we introduce to them ways to serve. Um, We do at least two food drives a year. We also support orphans in Africa. We also support foster families. We do the Samaritan Purse. And all of this is a part of the documentary, which is showing the base groundwork of how we start and what the other things that we're trying to implement or we're trying to do while we're uh, while their kids are part of our school. And so the video starts from beginning to get to that ending point. So I think what we do is we do that and then uh, we share the video with our parents. We share it with people who come in, prospects. When they come in, uh, we will also send them the video of the School of the Music as well. And when we do that, they get to see the full picture of who we are as a school. And it keeps everybody in the school with the main purpose, including my team and the teachers. We're really here to teach music, but we're also here to love people and to have an impact on young kids. And that's really what the school is all about. Absolutely. And, you know, you guys have a lot going on there that I'd like to talk about. Let's let's do this for a second. You know, I've been on site. It's a gorgeous school. Both locations are really nice. I spent mainly time at one um, and it's it's a huge school. It's a very large facility. It's fantastic. Um, but for those that don't know, can let's just take them through the basics. Tell them what instruments you guys offer. Um, tell them about some of your recitals and stuff you do. I believe you guys have done Carnegie Hall and Fox Theater. So, you know, like I said, let's just take a few minutes and get to know your school better. Talk about what you guys do, where you've been, and um, just as if they were a prospective parent. Let's just brag on your school a little bit. Well, really, I just think we have amazing teachers. So we offer a lot of different programs, incentive programs to really keep the kids excited. Some of the programs I've created myself. Uh, And we do several different programs to just help the kids want to do more than just practice, but also are encouraged to practice without being frustrated. So we we offer special programs like that. We do take we've taken them to Carnegie, which when we went to Carnegie, Marty was sold out. Uh, There was not a seat in the house. They had to bring in extra chairs. We also went to Fox Theater. Uh, That's if you don't know, in Atlanta, Georgia, Fox Theater is like the Carnegie Hall of Atlanta. And so this was a big to do. This is where we premiered the uh, documentary as well. And then we take the kids to different opportunities right here in the area. We're going to be coming to the, uh, taking them to Graceland as well. So we're excited about that event coming up. So we try to make sure the kids have the opportunity to perform. We try to make sure they have an opportunity to serve. We try to make sure they have fun in their lessons and, uh, 
you know, all the some of the things that you guys are doing at your school. You know, I kind of mimic a lot of what you do anyway. So we make sure we're on Facebook. We make sure we are doing videos. We're having picnics, parties. Anytime I can celebrate anything, I do that. We also let our parents know that we are an award-winning school. There are many schools in Georgia. On every other corner, there is a music school. But we are the best music school in the performance art, according to the Gwinnett community. And that's the best of Gwinnett. Uh, We've been that way for six years in a row. I joined you in 2014, and we got our first award in 2015. Mm -hmm. And so that award has kept us in front of the community. Only 10% of businesses become the best of anything in Georgia. So it's a really honor to be able to have that award. And I've created several ways to help our kids practice several little uh, books that I've created, whether it's the Star Master Journal, where kids keep up with how they practice and the parent and the teachers get to write notes to the parents and stay in connection with them, or it's their journal for manuscripting, or it's the Beaker's House of Music and their flashcards. I try to give them everything that I can that's inside of me, I pour it into the school because I really care a lot about the school. I really care a lot about the kids and I don't want them wasting their money. I want them in a program that's excellent. And, and, and to say we do have students that have gone on and gotten their master's in music just from being a part of the school or now doctors in music just for being a part of the school. So I always tell parents, you know, whether you're trying to take your kids to Carnegie Hall or whether they're trying to play down the hall, at our school, we have something special for them. And we're a family. And that's what's important to us. And I love that line, whether you want to play at Carnegie Hall or down the hall. I think that's so cool. You know, Valencia, what's interesting about your story and mine, and very specific, uh, really to both of us, is, you know, we used to teach in our homes. And I think a lot of people look at me now I mean, last month, you know, my school's grossed almost $200,000 for the month. I mean, it's a large, and that's not retail, that's music instruction. And that is a whole lot of music instruction. Uh-huh. And I think people forget that, you know, look, I used to be there teaching until nine o'clock at night and have people come to my house and I go to their houses and drive and have students not show up and all the fun stuff of being a, you know, um, struggling single teacher. And then I made the leap to commercial and we definitely help people with that. And you've kind of gone through three stages. One, you know, teaching in your home, two, making the leap to commercial and the three, running the empire you have now where you're headed to, you know, you're already really at a thousand. And I told you my friends, you'd get there. So, and I knew that was coming because I I know how awesome you guys are and you're headed to 1500 or 2000, who knows? Sky's the limit for you guys. So Valencia, let's go back in time. You know, so many people listening to the podcast today are teaching in their apartment, teaching in their home, driving to students' homes, or they're in kind of a similar boat. Maybe they're already commercial, but they've got a hundred students, 200 students, and they're just stuck. They're having problems scaling. And you, my friend, if you do the math, You've grown by about 125 students every year, which is fantastic. And nothing has slowed you down. Pandemic, recession, nothing. Inflation has stopped you guys. It's just awesome. So um, what advice do you have? People listening today that either want to you know, make the leap from their home to commercial or they want to break through a goal. How did you make that mindset shift to be successful leaving the home, going commercial? And then once you went commercial, you know, how did you, you know, dig in and, and build um, at the speed you have? Well, I'll tell you, coming from my home, it really wasn't because I had a lot of money in my pocket. Ozzy and I, I mean, we were living month to month trying to take care of three 
kids. And so uh, the idea of trying to start a school outside of the home was stretching it. But here's what we did. We decided that if we wanted to do it, matter of fact, we were forced kind of through my mom being sick and being in the house. But I think we focused on not letting money be the issue. We were really set on that we were not going to go in debt. We did borrow $5,000 from my uncle. I paid him every penny back within that year's time. And we decided that when we were going to open it, we were going to get lots of advice. And the other thing that we did is we paid everything with cash. Uh, We went to stores that were going out of business and we bought all their furniture. We bought everything we paid for. It was paid with cash, not one credit card at this time at all. And that encouraged us so much because we thought what we were trying to do was kind of like only for people who had a lot of money or had people, knew people who had money. So I think you really have to decide if this is your dream, you should go for it, but go for it wisely. And um, I would talk to entrepreneurs who had done what I was trying to do. And then running into you during that third year, that fourth year, um, that put the icing on the cake for me because now I had more practical information to help me grow the school and start making an income and making money versus being afraid that I was, you know, that I couldn't afford it or that things were going to fall apart. I got even more assured. So that's really how we got out of the school. And we kept that mindset the whole time uh, that we were going to always get help and always um, make sure that we pay attention to, you know, not just how much we're making, but also how much we're spending. I think one of the other things that have helped us, and you kind of taught me this and when you came to visit at the School of the Year, but we've implemented... Um, For some of you guys, if you're uh, creative, like me, I'm very creative, and I tend to want to focus on doing a lot of things, and I had to learn to just focus on one thing. Get a student, keep a student. Get a student, keep a student. And every time I had an idea, if that idea didn't fit that goal, I just had to let it go Uh, because I, I can come up with a lot of things to do. I think the other thing was we had to go through the process of finally we started growing. Now, what are we going to do? Are we going to come out of the school? Can we afford to come out of the school? And you had taught us to take a little bit at a time. If you already have a school and you need some people to work at the front desk, you know, you manage that. You said when you get six more students, then take that money, look at how much money that is, and then you can cut back you know, on this. And then it'll tell you, you can bring so many in in part-time. And then we went from part-time to full-time. And then we went from one office manager to two. And now we have about six. So, but all of that was done, paying attention to our money, paying attention to the numbers and not just doing it off the cuff of our head. And then I talked to you a lot about sometimes you guys, we can get intimidated by the stresses of the business. And I learned that, you know, that this is a perennial business and you're going to always have issues every year because it's perennial. So just calm down. So I've learned how to overcome being stressful. Uh, actually, Mara, I didn't tell you the first year I did have a heart attack the first year. Mm, I didn't know that. 
I did. I had a heart attack the first year based on so many stresses. And you know me, I'm not overweight, underweight. I don't smoke. I don't drink. I'm just telling you, stress is it takes uh, control over the body. Mm-hmm. And so for me to learn how to have buffers, to, to decide, OK, this is getting too big for me. I've got to have some people to come in here and do what I did and to trust that. I I have buffers because I don't want to be stressed out. I have other people, hire other people because I want to stay calm and not be totally stressed beyond my limit. Um, And that's the most efficient way to run a school anyway, is having great people around you, having people that are smarter than you, that can do things better than you. And that's what has helped us to grow. Because the truth is, I'm amazing when it comes to music and programs, but I'm not that awesome when it comes to the details of office management. And so I have to have amazing, sharp, smart people around me so I can say, this is what I want. Tell me the best way to get it done. So really, our success is built off of these amazing people. And I'll start with Ozzy, my husband, as being one. Because he is the one that's detailed and organized. And I tell him all my ideas and dreams. And then he puts them in a box for me and helps me get them out. So if you are a musician like me and you're not as detailed, your number one thing is to get the detailed people around you right away. Absolutely. You know, you said a lot of awesome things, Valencia, that are important. I hope people will listen to this more than once because you gave them a lot of nuggets. And I'm going to tell you what they were to me. You know, one is focus. You know, you and I are both creative types. We are creative people. The people listening to this podcast are musicians by and large, and they get excited about making stuff, right? Problem with that is businesses need the creative spirit and energy, right? But they Mm -hmm. also need focus. They need focus on, as you said, getting students, keeping students, um, taking it day by day, you know, being committed to the long term. And there's no doubt that's what's helped you to grow to 125. The second thing is, you know, it's fascinating to me, Valencia, about masks. And I didn't know this. You see, we have different types of, uh, you know, relationships as far as the business ownership structure. And what I mean is like, if you look at me and my wife, Valerie, you know, she's not involved with business at all. She's a university professor and that's our marital dynamic. And that's what makes it work because she's in her lane. I'm in mine and we love being in, we don't want to cross lanes. <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. want to go back to university. She doesn't <laughs> want to work in the business, you know? However, it's interesting to me, Valencia, that 85% of mass is married couples where the husband and wife own the business together work in the business together. And it's just as you described with you and Ozzy, you balance each other's skill sets. Um, what was nice about coming to Georgia was a lot of things, which by the way, congratulations on your national championship. I'm sure that was an exciting night in the Giles house with the, with the recent <laughs> football game. So congratulations there. I'm sure Ozzy was excited um, and tell him I said congratulations from me. Um, but you know, I've known you, like you said, going on eight years now, and you and I've spent a lot of time on the phone and coaching and, and events and stuff. And of course, saw your school of the year presentation. Um, which was amazing. Um, and But what was nice about coming to Georgia for me is that I, I got to spend some quality time with Ozzy, which I had not done before. Mm-hmm. And of course, I've talked to him before in, in passing, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I spent some time with him in his office. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting to me about your husband is um, he is a mentor himself. Uh, he mentors others. Right. Um, he's got this thing going on where he's you know working with business coaches. And so my point is, is that you and your husband and your daughter also mentors others, which I find fascinating. Uh-huh. Your daughter is a young person, um, but she's kind of, to me, like an old soul. I mean, she comes across as like somebody who's very mature, 
very with it and um, very impressive person. She's got an insanely bright future. <clears throat> and so she is a mentor. So you guys are three for three. Mm-hmm. So the Giles family, if you agree, uh, understands the power of mentorship. Right. Here's what's interesting to me, though, about musicians. If the people listening to the podcast today that are musicians will add up how many years they spent with their private instructor to learn their instrument. Valencia, as you know, most of them, that's 10, 15, 20 years to become a pianist, whatever, you know. If you look at how much they spent to go to college for music, I mean, you're talking 40, 50, 60, $100,000 to go to, to college. But I've seen, Valencia, a hesitancy, a skepticism with musicians on understanding the comparable of business mentorship, that you guys are music mentors. Your husband is a business mentor. Cynthia mentors people in a lot of different realms, uh, as do you. Um, and so for anybody listening today that's never had a business mentor, and they've had plenty of music mentors, what does that term mean to you? I mean, what do you get? I mean, obviously you've been with me now, you know, eight years, you know, uh, hopefully be with me eight more. You know, I, you're not just hanging around because we're having, um, you know, social hour, you know, we're mm-hmm. here to work, right? So, so what do you benefit from business mentorship? And what is your um, kind of attitude on the power of business mentorship and those that haven't tried it yet? Because they're just, they don't really understand it. Well, you know, I believe, that the wisest thing anyone could do is to always get advice and input. This is called wisdom from those who have already walked the road that you're trying to walk on yourself. And you know, people say, don't try to invent the wheel. I mean, when you try to invent something that's already been done, it's such a waste of time and a waste of life. And so to me, the smartest thing anybody could do I try to get into your head, Marty, and and try to understand, Okay, what have you seen? What have you already done? Because if you can help me not make mistakes uh, and save me time and save me money, that's valuable to me. Mentorship is about not making life about you, but letting it be about who will be willing to help me so that I can help myself. And then as you grow, you mentor others. It just doesn't stop. So to me, mentorship is gold. And it's the wisest thing that anybody can do. And you're talking about Ozzy. You know, even with our team, Ozzy mentors our team. He does team development. He does character building uh, with the team because he's like, Valencia, no matter what we do, people always need mentorship. They always need some guidance um, into a place they're trying to go where they've never been before. It's like your mirror. When you get up in the morning, you look in the mirror so you can kind of figure out what's going on with you. And if you look good, you're ready to walk out the door. But if your hair is standing all over your head, you got to go, well, let me comb it. Let me do this. Let me take care of me. And that's what a mentor does. He stands outside of your body. and He goes, hey, this is who you are. And these are the things I see. And this is what you can change. This is what you can fix. And this is what's going to make you an amazing person. And it's going to revolutionize your life. So this is what mentorship is to me. I completely agree. What's so important, a lot of people on the podcast today, Valencia, have office staff. So they have receptionists, they have assistant directors, they have office team members. And I've always said, you know, when you're running your business, you know, you are the coach of your business. Everybody listens Mm -hmm. to this podcast. You are the coach of your business. You are the coach 
for Lawrenceville Suwanee. I am the coach for my three. Mm-hmm. And um, I had my staff call this morning and it's so comparable to, I mean, the advice I give people of Valencia, I think everybody would do well. And it was interesting hanging with Ozzy because I got to see his library in his office and, you know, sports books, psychology books. I mean, if you read books on sports psychology from the great coaches, you know, in sports, Mm-hmm. Um, you'll learn a lot to put into your business. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and I myself still get mentored. I've had the same mentor now going on 13 years. Mm-hmm. Um, I would speak with him this Thursday. I'm always looking for more. It's the same as you. If I can, it's, it's just, as you said, I didn't know what you were going to say, but you said it perfect. I am always looking for somebody who's farther down the path than me. Um, and when I mastermind like locally, I don't go and team up with people that are at my level, I always look for people. I want to be like the smallest guy in the room. So I go for financial advisors, right. I go for dentists, I go for millionaires, because obviously they're doing something that's working. You know? That's right. Um, but but the problem with musicians is, you know, so often they want to go it alone. You know, money's an issue. Um, I love what you did with your uncle. I did the same. I mean, everybody's got to have smart venture capital. What you don't do is go out and get a crazy loan with a crazy APR and a high amount. Right. You don't need that. And to do a music school, you really don't need it. I mean, it doesn't take money to build a music school. What it does to create a music school is it takes work. It takes mm-hmm. focus. It takes creativity. It takes everything you've been talking about today, but it doesn't take a lot of capital, but there has to be some. You can't go on it yes. with, with zero. People come to me and they have, you know, they have to have something together. So I've done the same, a family and friends to get started and that kind of thing. And that's, that's important. So listen, you know, I want to uh, thank you for spending time with us today. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing you at the next conference. We're going to be at Graceland coming up. Looking forward to seeing your students perform. Um, let's give out your website. So if people want to check out your school and they want to see Lawrenceville Swanee in action, Valencia, um, what, what's your website address? It is Lawrenceville Swanee school of Awesome. Well, listen, Thank you so much for your time today. If everybody will re-listen to this podcast, you gave a lot. You gave a lot of quality content, um, great insight on how to scale. And um, I, you know, as of this tape, I'm going to tell you, you're going to keep growing at 125 a year or more. And I'm looking forward to 1500. I'm looking forward to 2000. I'm looking to location three. I'm looking forward to you and Ozzy buying buildings. Whatever it is the child's family wants to do, mm-hmm. I know you're going to get there. So Valencia, thank you so much for your time today. And I want to thank you for just how you poured into me and how you have helped me to stay focused. Um, and I know that hasn't been done perfectly for me, not as I expected to be. But I do say with sincerity that I really believe that the things I've learned from you and the things I've learned from many of the studio owners in mass, uh, I know that I am absolutely sure, without a doubt, that I have only, that Ozzy and I have only reached the goals that we've reached is because of all of that help. And I just want to say thank you for all, all that you've done for us and how you've encouraged us. So, and that's really sincerely from my heart. I just, you know how much I appreciate you, but I, you can never say thank you enough. Well, thank you, Valencia. It means a lot. And um, I want to, um, Paul, you made me think of something I think we should talk about real quick which is, um, you know, our events are very unique, you know, because as you said, there's so much support in the group. Um, I went to a conference Valencia years ago. Um, it was actually the one that I met um, briefly, Mark Cuban from Shark Tank in the lobby. And he helped me um, you know, get the inspiration and guidance on what to do with the musical ladder. I was born from that five minute meeting, right? But I was at that event and I was, you know, you go and you network, you pass out business cards. And I gave this person my business card and she handed it back to me. And I said, okay, <laughs> and she said, uh, well, you do music lessons. I, I'm not interested. I was like, okay, wow. I mean, like handed it back to me. So my, <laughs> my, my, my point is, 
I want you to take them through. Like when you go to a mass conference, we have right now the largest conferences for what we do for musical owners, packed ballrooms, sold out events. And when you walk in, the way I perceive it, Valencia, is every single person you meet in the lobby, at the dinner table, at the break is, is you. They're one of you and they're welcoming and they're not giving the card back. They're looking for your card. They're looking to talk to okay. you. So for anybody that has not been to a Music Academy Success Conference, um, what's that experience like? Well, I, like I was saying, I, I really believe that uh, there's so much we learn there, but it's beyond that, the the people that I'm around uh, are amazing to me. I, I You know, as a matter of fact, I just think musicians are friendly anyway <laughs> and uh, kind. And so when Ozzy and I would come there, one of the things we would do is we would walk in, we would sit down with at a table with, you know, people we didn't know. And in those conversations, we found out what we had in common. Sometimes we exchanged phone numbers. But here's the thing. We actually call each other and we actually follow up with each other and talk to each other. So over the years, I've developed we've developed relationships where we can call each other and get help from each other because the relationships are um, purpose, and we are all focused on the same thing, and we all understand what each other are going through because we're all in the same industry. And that is very different because I have tried other programs, even amazing program. Dave Ramsey has an amazing program, and it's wonderful. But one of the elements that I have never felt of going anywhere is the element of building those genuine relationships that you have time to talk and follow up each other and you become the best of friends. Um, and they help you. Uh, sometimes when you get down, you got another member, they encourage you. Uh, they may not have the answer, but they're an encouragement or they're, they're that person and say, you know, I'm going through that too. I think the conferences uh, are unique and different. I don't even think you can put that together or fake that. It's uh what happens because of the people you have there? The people are just very giving and caring and, and trustworthy, I think. And that's what I want to be when I meet new people that come. I want to pour into them and give them the, the same things that you gave me or another friend gave me as well. So I think it's just a, we reciprocate with each other. There's no pressure. It's just genuine. Absolutely. And, you know, we get a lot of compliments, especially from our guest speakers. And we bring in keynotes. We've had Randy Zuckerberg, who invented Facebook Live. We've had Dave Kirpin from Likeable. We've had Dan Kennedy. Um, we've got Andy Core this year. So many, many New York Times bestselling authors. And, you know, they all make the same comment, Valencia, of how good our group is. Because when they go in, you can hear a pin drop. These are people that are coming to work. And they're coming to, as you said, take care of each other, lift each other up. And it's just uh -huh. awesome. I can't wait to see you and Ozzy at Graceland, our next event. Um, and I want to thank you for being with us today. If anybody would like to come on board, look, Tribe Music Academy Success Out. We're the only program on the market to have 10 years of experience plus that has a full 12-month money-back guarantee. There's only two outcomes. Either you join and you're not happy, you get every penny back, or you join and you work with me, wonderful people like Valencia, and you grow your school and you're off and running. So take advantage, musicacademysuccess.com slash apply, A-P-P-L-Y. And also, we got to give a shout out, Valencia, to Alexis and Marissa. You know, Alexis and Marissa are full time in the mass office. Oh, yeah. Um, they're the only program I know 
that has that kind of office staff Monday through Friday, nine to five. And they would love to talk to anyone on this, that's listening to this podcast about their school, answer questions. You can call or text them at 803-917-1434, 803-917-1434. But Valencia, what's cool about them, as you know, is they both used to be assistant directors in my schools. These are not just people I hired on Indeed. So, and they've been with me, um, Alexis, 10 plus years. Marissa's almost there. Um, for those that have never worked with Alexis or Marissa, um, do you enjoy working with them? I mean, you know, you spend time with them customer service wise. They're there to help you with your account and your needs and stuff. You know, um, what is it like, you know, working with Alexis and Marissa in the office <laughs> of Mass? You know what? They are over the top. They are over the top. They are, I, I, the girls, uh, they are always there to try to help you. They were trying to answer all your questions. They don't come across like put off by you at all, uh, even as busy as they are. So you are blessed, Marty. <laughs> you I are blessed I to agree. have those girls. I, I agree big time. And so I want to re-echo what you said. You know, a lot of places are put off when you call. They're busy. We're the opposite. We want you guys to call the mass office. And I don't know other programs that say that, but we do. We want you today. Call us. Talk to Alexis. Talk to Marissa. Let's learn about your situation. Are you teaching in your home? Do you have a storefront and numbers are going down? Whatever it is, we've got to help. But listen, Valencia, I had a blast today. I could talk to you for hours. Please tell Cynthia and Ozzy I said hi. I'm going to see you guys in Memphis this spring. It's going to be awesome. And also, I hope you guys are going to come see me this year. You know, I got an invitation to you and Ozzy. So I hope you guys will come and see me this year in person. And we'll be able to hang out a little bit, especially at my Lexington school, which I got some news on that. I haven't told Ozzy this yet. Um, we just closed on the property next to it. Mm-hmm. All right. Acreage is like 0.85 acres and the building is about 25 square feet. But just last month, Valencia, we bought the property next door to it. So we now got almost, we got over two acres right on the front. And that's wow. Awesome. Yeah, it's been really cool. Um, that's for awesome. Yeah, so, all right, well, listen, uh, again, tell them that website one more time for your school, Valencia. It is lawrencevilleswaneeschoolofmusic.com. All right. Every student is a star, man. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So listen, thank you so much for your time today. Subscribe to the Music Academy Success Podcast, and here's to your Music Academy success.